Hi everyone, it's Amanda here. I just wanted to give you a little heads up before we begin this episode that today's episode does talk about eating disorders and social media phenomena related to eating disorders. So you might want to skip this one if that is triggering for you. And if you or someone you love is dealing with an eating disorder, please visit the National Eating Disorders Association at nationaleatingdisorders.org. They provide free and low-cost support for individuals with eating disorders. And I have personally used this resource, and it was so helpful. All right, let's start the episode. Hi, I'm Amanda. And I'm Kim. And this is The Department, a podcast about trends and how they define the world around us. Bond with something. Hey, <laughs> hey, girl. So <laughs> you know it's episode fifty three over here, um, <laughs> and we're bringing you a very special trend. And Amanda, you know, I don't know if you're familiar with it. Um, it is called that girl. And I, yeah, I'm excited <laughs> about this one. It's a lot of things. That upset me about yes. the internet and the world all at once. <laughs> yes. And um, we definitely, you know, <laughs> we have a lot to say about it. Yeah. Um, and it was something I actually really found out about recently that has been probably going on for the past, I'd probably say, I don't know, six months, maybe, maybe a little longer. Um, so it's not, the actual trend itself is not that, is pretty recent, but um, the underlying causes have been going on for years. <laughs> So, you know, if you're curious about that girl, make sure to just stick around. Um, but before we launch into it, we're just giving you our weekly reminder to tell your friends and family about the podcast. You know, we're, you are the reason why we show up every week and the reason why we work nights and weekends researching to bring y'all <laughs> the latest and greatest of trends and how they affect us in the world around us. Um you know, if you stumble across a trend, we highly recommend that you send it to us also something that maybe you're reading about consistently that maybe you don't even it's not even like necessarily calling itself a trend. It's just like you're seeing this a lot. Mm-hmm. And then, you know, second, make sure to follow us on your preferred streaming service. Uh, that's, you know, Apple or Spotify, or whatever. Um, actually, just the the act of following us uh, it triggers those platforms to um you know, push us up in the rankings and, and give us more visibility. So make sure to follow us. And then third, give us a star rating on Apple Podcasts. And if you want to take it a little bit further, you know, leave us a written review. I'm going to post this one review that we got from a couple um, couple weeks ago. I'm going to post, I was going to put it in like our actual feed because I liked it so much. I just mm-hmm. haven't, haven't found a lot of time in between posting a lot of um, Jello content recently. <laughs> <laughs> Just oh, be like, okay, a delight. there's a lot of Jello content. I just, I can't fit anything else in here. 
um, and then, you know, like basically what I'm talking about is on Instagram, make sure to follow us too, because we have lots of extra content, memes, photos, research, um, things that you can share with your friends and family. Um, so if you haven't joined us, you know, you can find us at underscore the underscore department. Very easy to remember, <laughs> very easy <laughs> to find. And then, you know, you can also visit our website, thedepartment.world. We have show notes, links to all the articles we reference, um, images, all of that stuff. Totally. And if you have a suggestion for an episode, want to tell us about a trend you're missing, or want to share your own story, feelings, etc. about something we've discussed here, you can call our hotline number or send us a voice mem- memo that you've recorded on your phone or computer. You can find all the details about contacting us on our website. Once again, that's the department.world. Thank you, Amanda. Uh, so this one, this, this, I guess this episode, you know, we do go back and forth, Amanda and I, um, yeah, seriously, a little you guys more have free no time idea. Like not- <laughs> on the week, I mean, I'm sure this is the same way for you, Kim. On the weeks that it's my turn, yes. I literally get up at the crack of dawn on Sunday and write and research all day long until we record Sunday night. Like it's 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 a job for us, you know. Oh yeah. wow, it is. Yeah, I usually. I usually work on it on like Saturday and Sunday and then um, leading up to a Saturday or Sunday, I'll try to get some work done so I can (laughs) potentially do other things on my weekends (laughs) besides writing this podcast. Um, But, you know, it is a labor of love, of course. Um, And this one particularly was, and I learned so (laughs) much. I'm really excited to jump in. So the trend this week is something that kind of bubbled up into my inbox by someone who I work with. Uh, <laughs> thank you, Hannah. Um, and I was actually shocked that I hadn't actually caught on, caught wind of it earlier because there's a lot of articles out there. But of course, you know, we're extremely busy. And so sometimes it's really hard to um, to keep your ear to the ground on all of these, uh, these TikTok trends that are happening, social media trends. Um, you know, and like, like we consistently say, if you do see something like this, you know, make sure to let us, let us know, um, because it's great. (laughs) It's great for (laughs) us to get like tagged in something, um, that is actually, you know, really important to talk about. So essentially there's this hashtag trend on TikTok that's showing up, you know, it's creating yet another rather controversial movement. Uh, and it isn't a new movement (laughs) by any means, (laughs) <laughs> um, <laughs> no, it's, you know, it, it's some, you know, toxic trends we've seen over and over again, bubbling back up, rearing its ugly head, but now disguised as an aesthetic. And it's sweeping a new community uh, of young women, uh, the Gen Z. And I'm sure millennials are also, you know, jumping into it, too, because it's just bait for pe- for people that love an aesthetic thing. Um you know, and I think that that there really is an iteration of this type of trend for every single generation. This one is definitely the Gen Z version of it. So to break it down, <laughs> that girl or hashtag that girl fetishizes the aesthetic of a holistic, aspirational social media trope. And much like girl boss and wellness culture, it is whitewashed with privileged privilege, excuse me, (laughs) Um, and pretty, you know, unattainable for a lot of people. Um, 
And I would basically just liken it to Gen Z's aesthetic second wave of uh, moon juicified, goopified lifestyle. And it obviously comes right on the heels of the health and wellness and mindfulness trend that we know have just blown up during the pandemic. I mean, I'm, I've been susceptible. <laughs> I mean, I think it's really interesting because um, right now I am staring at all the things hashtag that girl on Instagram, right? Okay. Mm-hmm. And it's like if you took all of the white girl trends that we have talked about here or like white girl aesthetics of a certain type over like many of our episodes, this is kind of like taking all of them and throwing them into one blender, whirring it around mm-hmm. and what comes out is that girl because there's like girl boss type quotes. People literally using the hashtag girl boss alongside hashtag that girl. There's bowls of salads with like easily 35 ingredients. And that's not including the dressing. There's probably not a dressing because that has too many calories. There's, you know, just like glamour shots of all of your skincare products Mm -hmm. and girls on beaches and girls dancing in poppies and girls working out and elaborate bouquets and going to the farmer's market and water bottles with stickers, which is like so visco girl right there. Um, And drinking rosé and eating bars, (laughs) smoothies, avocado toast. It reminds me of that basic girl trend. It does. I feel like it's like basic meets visco, Mm -hmm. meets wellness, meets juicing, meets Mm -hmm. like girl boss. It's like there's tons of these quotes that are like all about toxic positivity basically. Yes, exactly. It's so bizarre. And it's like nothing about this looks new or interesting to me. Like, I'm just like, this again? Are you kidding yeah. me? <laughs> There's a little bit more conscientiousness about the planet thrown into it, but it's it's like not even genuine when you get down to it. And I feel like I'm being really mean right now, and I don't no. mean to be because I don't – no judgment for what people are into, yeah. but I'm just like, really? We're still yeah. doing this? Because I think yeah. the thing that bothers me most is that the whole thing seems to be, as always, about – buying the right clothes, buying the right food, buying the right furniture, going on trips, taking the right workout classes. Like it's just so consumer driven again. It is. It and is. It's just such a bummer. Yeah. I just wanted better. That's what I'm saying. I wanted better for Gen Z. I know. It's it's kind of surprising yeah. to see it. Yeah. But it's not. I'm actually not surprised. So disappointing. So many photos of bowls. Yes, like food bowls and bowls of fruit. Guys, right? come on. We've been a doing this forever. Bowl. I just scrolled by more avocado toast. <laughs> oh, here's another bowl. This one seems to have grapes, peaches, and bananas in it. And at the same time, the person is reading a book called Super Life, which seems to be about nutrition. I mean, oh God, is, is there any jello in that? No. And this is fucked. <laughs> That's so here's, stupid. <laughs> here's another salad that easily has 20 ingredients. <laughs> now, let's all be real with it's one just another. It's not attainable. When we're at home making a salad, which we're doing a lot and have been, right? Kim, how many ingredients do you think you're putting in your salad? Be real with me. Six? I mean, yeah. Yeah. Maybe. I'm not like, okay, I got to get the almonds, mm-hmm. and then I got to get the pumpkin seeds, and then I got to get the cashews, and the tortilla tri- strips, and the avocado and then I'm going to do a cold pressed a handmade cold pressed dressing yeah exactly with no 
oh, no oil. I'm going to cut all the cucumbers and bits of apples into squares. Mm-hmm. Like, no, yeah. no one's doing that. No one's doing that. <laughs> <laughs> well, these influencers are. And uh, that, that girl, so the element of that girl is the perfection of self-achievement and like self-optimization and is like a holistic personal wellness and kind of like a physicality. And she's been sort of put on this pedestal for women. I mean, it's been happening for, for a very long time, but you know, particularly right now as the ultimate quote unquote role model. And she's not even actually a real person. Like, the the that girl because it's like it's basically that girl is assuming there's someone that they're aspiring to be but but the general consensus of just like the social norms we all know what she looks like we only we know who she is we've we've lived with her for years so that girl <laughs> exists in everyone's mind and is this like ideal you know it's just yeah and it just exists almost exclusively in a world of toxic tropes oh yeah it's all about thinness Mm -hmm. and whiteness and Mm -hmm. like perfect teeth perfect skin Mm -hmm. perfect hair certain brands of privilege yeah totally totally the privilege of spending 12 dollars on your juice yes just silly so that girl um she gets up at 5 a.m that's actually a big part of this is like her, she gets up really early. Um, she works out. She drinks green juices. She writes down her goals. She makes her bed. Uh, she is the perfection of efficiency and optimization. Um, that girl is someone to be admired to the point of invoking a low key jealousy. <laughs> kind of like, it's like, a, that's, it's, it's kind of a part of the whole thing where it's like, oh, you're kind of, you're jealous of that girl. So now you're going to try to become her. Um, that girl is the girl that you see on your feed or in a magazine who has her quote unquote shit together. <laughs> uh, she has it all gold stars all around for self-improvement, wellness, goal setting, physical fitness. I mean, she's got the peak peak body type. She's got like, she's got that curvature in her um, abs on her stomach that peaks out between her, um, her athleisure leggings and then the bra top. Yep. You know what I'm talking oh, about? Yeah. Oh yeah. You know what I'm talking about here? Um, you know, and it, you know, in a very visual sense, a slim hipped blonde pony, green juice sipping post-workout glowing journal wielding model of perfection, all dressed up in Lululemons. <laughs> yeah. I just, I hate it so much. Like honestly, <laughs> Looking at these pictures on Instagram is like simultaneously making me angry and making me mm-hmm. feel like shit about myself. Like I just exactly. I'm like, can we just make this go away? <sighs> yeah. it's, it's it's no, it's back with a vengeance, yeah. and it's it's hitting another generation. Um, and so there are obviously TikToks and and Instagrams, of course, do- devoted to this aesthetic. You know, they're always very minimal and clean. You know, like a like a real live moving Pinterest board to particularly entice the viewer and capturing their audience with the beauty of how the lifestyle looks Mm -hmm. and the aspiration, 
you know, that has been actually driven, drilled into our culture for years. Um, and so these TikToks and Instagrams, um, they're all either about how to either achieve the lifestyle of that girl, or it's basically people living it and proud of it. Um, and of course, as an outsider looking in, we can see all those red flags. Like right. we, we've also been seeing them forever. You know, yeah. we recognize a lot of the toxic attitudes. Yeah. That's the thing is that like, if any of these girls, women, I'm sorry, they're all women. Yeah, women. If any of these women are like, I'm doing something new here. I want to be like, no. <laughs> this has been going on for 10, 15 years. Yeah. Think about when everybody would be like, hashtag live authentic. Here's a photo of my um, avocado toast. Mm-hmm. Really just nicely posed with a copy of Kinfolk Magazine. Oh you know what God. I mean? Kinfolk Mag, yes. Uh, all this girl bossiness and just uh, con- buying new clothes. Yeah. I. Mm-hmm. It's so funny because you – you had mentioned to me that you were going to do this episode and I was like, huh, like I feel like I've kind of noticed this going on, but not really. And a couple days later, someone uh, sent me on the clothes horse Instagram, a influencer who Mm -hmm. was posting herself in a Shein bodysuit that cost, you know, like what, $8 or something. And she was one of those, that girl people, everybody was losing their shit over how great she looked in this you know, $8 bodysuit that was made with, you know, probably slave labor at this Mm -hmm. point. And uh, being like, I admire you so much. If you bought that, I'm going to buy it too and all this stuff. And I was just like, oh, my God. Yeah. I'm so angry. (laughs) Yeah. I mean, people aspire to be that girl. Like, obviously, Uh. if you have have won the game of that girl and you are an influencer in the that girl girl arena, you've, you've achieved the status of that girl. Wow. Like it's the ultimate goal and then everybody's looking up to you. Weird. It's so weird. It's <sighs> it's so weird. You know, and so, of course we recognize a lot of the toxic attitudes and I am not surprised. I'm surprised yet not surprised that it's just, you know, a new iteration of an age old form of outdated societal <laughs> constructs rooted in traditional yep. ideas of femininity. Yep. You know, it's a Venn diagram, you know, with hustle culture, wellness, and self-care all intersecting at a point of being just unrealistic. And in fact, dangerous in some cases. I'll get into the danger, which is actually kind of fascinating. Um, And, you know, like we had mentioned, basically, that girl essentially is just a society, it's a social construct that through our joint consumption of, of the same media and social media, we as a culture, you know, we can pretty pretty easily uh, imagine the actual uh, picture of <laughs> of like this this universal visual comprehension of the ideal that girl. Um, mm. You know, it basically you know it it looks like those all those Instagrams that you constantly look at, um, and that that girl trend grabs onto the self improvement trend and mirrors these girls you see and want to emulate applied then in your own life as you continually continuously and increasingly quote unquote optimize you know uh, yeah like it's like your goal is to optimize but there's no there's no goal like it's like what is your, like the optimization is better and better and better and better and better and health and skinnier and skinnier and skinnier you know like be more efficient and getting up earlier and like getting more things done and like it's it's, it's winning at every single element 
which therefore is unrealistic because nobody can continue to do that with, with, with maintaining a full-time job or, a, you know, a career or a family or friends, you know? Mm-hmm. Um, so a video of you drinking a green juice in the morning and calling yourself that girl, you know, a perpetual attempt to climb the Mount Everest that is perfection. Yet wellness, of course, is, isn't a result, but a constant process, not something that a certain type of person, you know, finishes, unless I guess you are that girl in the um, influencer arena. Um, I guess you have then perfected or finished, but she will never ever perfect or finish. She will constantly be looking for something else to perfect as wellness is turned into this ideology. Mm. You know, it's not a, it's not a thing. It's just an ideology. Um, and there are hundreds of books and diets on how to lose weight, but only a few on why we need to lose weight (laughs) because our approach to health and wellness is all about the aesthetics and not much about the scientific reasoning behind it. Mm -hmm. And the term wellness alone implies the continued achievement of reaching an unknown and ultimate level of health. The term wellness was actually coined in 1959 by Dr. Halbert L. Dunn, which is a great name, Halbert. Yeah, <laughs> classic one right there. Yeah, Who wants to one. name their baby Halbert? Come on, sign up. <laughs> um, and it's defined as, as, and I quote, a condition of change in which the individual moves forward, climbing toward a higher potential of functioning. Mm-hmm. So the that girl trend is all based on mainstream notions of this ideology of wellness with no real end goal. It's just a lifestyle of mimicking uh, of something that is considered optimizing and superior, you know, eating a bowl of fruit in the morning, expensive kink skincare routines, yoga before the sun comes up. Apparently that's like all, you know, mimicking what, what that girl does to optimize continually and is therefore, um, the you know the goal in life (laughs) so i want to actually break this trend apart a little bit more piece by piece to digest all the elements okay um and there's some really great articles written by some awesome people that of course i will be referencing um so there are about five different things i'm just going to kind of go through um and the first one is basically diet and disordered eating and how that girl and kind of all the that girls before her have evolved a unhealthy consideration towards food. <sighs> yeah, yeah. I feel like, I mean, I'm about to say something that might upset some people, but I feel like unfortunately in 2021 and for the last few years, the term wellness is almost synonymous with eating disorder and body image issues. Yes. Like I just feel like – The more into wellness someone is, the more complicated their relationship with food and their bodies is, which, I mean, listen, I've got complicated relationships with food and my body. And when I find myself really slipping into a lot of this wellness stuff, I know what's happening in my head, you know? Mm -hmm. Um, I know we're going to talk about all kinds of weird stuff, but I remember I was telling you there was all this drama on vegan YouTube between all these vegans. (laughs) And what the the only thing it was so boring. The thing that stuck out to me the most is that one of these influencers and her boyfriend only ate bananas. Yes, that's disturbing to me. 
Like I it sounds like diarrhea. Well, for one, or the opposite. I don't know. It sounds right. terrible. Hot take here. If you're posting content on YouTube about only eating bananas, I think your account should be suspended. I don't oh, think yeah. that's something young people need to be seeing or oh, other yeah. people in general. Absolutely. Go back to your banana island. This actually kind of gets into that. Okay, good, yeah. good. A big part of that girl revolves around elegant and minimal meals and juices Ugh. and fruit bowls for breakfast. So there, that's that fruit situation. Um, you know, they, they post uh, workout, post-workout green smoothies. Acai bowls, zucchini ribbons, salads. I mean, <laughs> it's mostly veganism, honestly. It's all clean eating. I hate that um, term, clean eating. I know. Ugh. It's Oh, I know. And it's all considered pure, whole, and healthy. And of course, critics have noticed that this is not a sustainable way of eating. And they have challenged these, quote unquote, superior diet habits uh, you know, the girls following the trend showcase what they ate in a day. And of course, it aligns with extreme dieting and consuming below 1,200 calories. Jeez. And, and 1,200 bananas. It's tw- yes, 1,200 bananas. <laughs> I feel like 1,200 calories, how many, what is that? It's like 24 bananas? Let's see. You, so you think there's 50 calories in a banana? How I don't know. How many I, calories in a banana? We need to know. Yeah. 105. So really, Ooh, that's only 12, 12, 12 bananas. Oh, imagine eating 12 bananas in a day. I mean, dude, if I <laughs> eat two bananas, I would have to lie on the couch. <laughs> it's just horrible. You would definitely be pooping your pants. Yeah. It would be bad. I don't actually like bananas, but. I go through, sometimes I'm like, oh, that banana was really good. And then other times I'm like, gross, bananas are disgusting. So I can't imagine Signing up for a banana only diet. <laughs> that sounds yeah, horrible. or just yeah, exactly. Or like us, just salads and like smoothies. Just ooh, once again, you're pooping all the time. Yeah, that's part of it. I think. Yeah, yeah. <sighs> the glow up, yeah. Amanda, the glow up, <laughs> which I, I fucking hate that term. Yeah, me too. I hate that term. Me too. I hate it. I hate it. I just I hate everything about it. Yeah, it's like glamping for you. Oh, glow nails up on a chalkboard. Nails on a chalkboard. Um. Anyway, so this these types of diets and the way that they eat reinforce the idea that you know a quote unquote healthy and healthy body you know, that's, that's being shown by mm-hmm. these influencers is able-bodied, thin, white, heterosexual, and cisgendered. Of course it is. Of mm-hmm. course it is. And I would love to know, like, if you had a conversation with someone who was in this, that girl scene about those things, like, what would they say? Have, have they occurred? Has this occurred to them? Do they have talking points as a response that they've been working on? You know what I mean? Right. It's hard. Like, listen, like I said, this is something, it's got a new name, but it's the same thing you and I have been seeing around us our whole adult lives. But it feels extra depressing because it's 2021. And like, we should know better by now. It makes me really yeah. sad. Sad. I'm going to pour some more seltzer over ice here. Just so sad. <laughs> I'm so sad I'm going to have a seltzer Yeah, I'm just so ice. sad here. I hope there's a little alcohol in that one. Yeah, it's a boozy. I'm doing this boozy okay. seltzer over crushed ice. Five stars. Highly recommend. Crushed ice. Do you have one of those ice crushing crusher things in your Our fridge? refrigerator does, yeah. It's not Lovely. a fancy fridge, but it has that. Um, 
you know, just my own hashtag that girl tip here. <laughs> wow. I am super jealous about your ice it, crusher. It, everything is better with crushed ice. Lovely. Anywho. <laughs> um, so Rashira Sharma wrote this really poignant article for Refiner29 in July of 2021. So very recently, there's a lot of articles have been coming out in July of 2021 about the, the that girl's um, trend. Mm-hmm. Um, and she tackled uh, this part of the equation titled, who is that girl and why is TikTok obsessed with her? And through her own research for this article, she herself reported multiple posts on TikTok that encouraged disordered eating. Mm. And she even spoke to several proponents of the trend that have admitted that it led to their own eating disorders. Wow. I mean, this doesn't surprise me. Yeah. It's like, I do remember way back, like get in the time machine. Let's go back to the era of Tumblr. There was so much of this on Tumblr. Supposedly yeah. Tumblr was trying to fight it. I don't think they really could. Of course you see this stuff on Instagram. Of course it's on TikTok. I don't know. Is it over on Pinterest? Probably. Oh, hell yeah. Oh my God. Have you seen all of the ones where it's like, how to make a clean juice or here's your clean juice diet? How to how to eat pure and clean. It's just like that's all it is. Yeah. Pure and clean. Yeah. It's- but pure and clean obviously means that no other food yeah, it's, it's, is it's pure really, nor clean. It's really upsetting. Yeah, it's it is. Um, so of course, as we mentioned, this is not a new trend by a long shot. Um, this concept of pure eating trended excessively in the late aughts and all the way through the last decade under various disguises, from health and wellness gurus to juice cleanses, celebrating aspirational and aesthetically pleasing, read social media friendly, clean foods with the intention of maintaining or obtaining the ideal skinny and lean body which has been just at epidemic proportions for years. And Jessica Knoll wrote in 2019, um, this New York Times op-ed all about wellness culture being nothing more than diet culture in disguise. And she says, and I quote, the diet industry is a virus and viruses are smart. It has survived all these decades by adapting, but it's as dangerous as ever. In 2019, dieting presents itself as wellness and clean eating, duping modern feminists to participate under the guise of health. When you have to deprive, punish, and isolate yourself to look good, it is, or quote unquote good, it is impossible to feel good. I was at my sickest and loneliness when I appeared my healthiest. Mm. I mean, do you remember the juice the juice cleanse trend. It was like 2010, 2012. And it was like, Oh, do I ever the be all and end all. It was all about detoxifying the body. When in fact your body detoxifies itself every single day. I mean, I, I always wanted to do the juice cleanse because you know, it was that, that optimizing thing. Everyone was doing it. It was like, it was like the, it was the luxury lifestyle, basically just depriving yourself of food and drinking sugar. Uh, and I could never could afford it. Um, did you ever participate in it or have you had any recent in um, cold press? Juices? I mean, I did not do it either for the same reason you didn't. It was just so expensive and I just couldn't like you and I are practical people, right? We are not going to go out and spend $200 on five days of juice fasting. Yeah. It just didn't feel 
write to me. Um, but I mean, I definitely like 2010 to 2012, like this is when we were living in LA together, working at Nasty Gal. And we were like swimming around in this ocean of cold pressed juice, you know, like, mm -hmm. do you remember in, when we worked at Nasty Gal, there was a juice place in the lobby and I can't remember what it was called, but yes. all the girls went there all the time. Yeah. When I worked at Mod Cloth, there was that place I told you I hate the name of it, Omnom. I think it's RIP now. I think Omnom yes. is no longer around. I, I hate Om I hate hashtag Omnom. Me too, but I did like that place. They only mm -hmm. they had $12 cold pressed juice. Mm -hmm. They had clean lunches. I would totally go in there and get weird. Actually pretty tasty. They had this one like it was like a wrap, but the wrap was collard greens. Oh, yes. And it was filled with other things. It sounds disgusting, but honestly, if I could re recreate that, I would. Um, you know, all this clean food. I definitely felt that pressure, you know, more so when we were at Nasty Gal, even though everybody was always eating those spicy hot Cheetos or whatever there. But They like, did. They loved the, the hot Cheetos. Yeah, it was so weird. But at Mod Cloth, people were like normal. And so I didn't see as much of it there, but I definitely felt it around me. I mean, I was taking all those bar classes, it comes up there, you mm -hmm. know? I have not had a cold-pressed juice in a really long time. One day I was like, I think this is bullshit. I think I'm drinking sugar water that cost me $12 <laughs> and it's going to make me poop my pants, basically. And I started Googling it and I was like, huh, it does seem like a waste of money. And then later, when I was having really bad stomach problems, my doctor was like, please promise me you won't do any juicing. <laughs> and I was like, okay, really? easy. Thank you for getting yeah. me out of juicing. The that just end. saved you like a million dollars. Yes, yes. Uh, I actually want to do a, uh, a an episode on whatever happened to juicing. Me too. That sounds fun. I've, I found a couple articles. I just didn't want to go into it because it's a little bit off the topic. Well, you know, um, juicing is interesting because much like Jello, it comes in and out of style a lot. Yeah. It really does. It's so interesting. Mm -hmm. Like we're not the first generation who got into juice. We just yeah. got into it the craziest way. I just want to mention again. Moon juice. <laughs> Moon juice. Oh, what my God. a scam. Yes. Anyway. Oh, my God. So expensive. For nothing. They, have like, they sell, like, these, like, little packets of cashews. There's, like, six cashews, and it's, like, $12. Yes. And they've been, like, sprouted or something. Doesn't even make any sense. I don't know. I don't I don't. Anyway. Get it. Yeah, I don't get it. Sharma introduces the disordered eating that came out of this called orthorexia. Which I had never heard of before. And I, it's just like, it's so fascinating to actually realize that this is actually an eating disorder that I know a lot of people have that mm -hmm. I actually know myself because I've, I've always been like, this just seems off. Yes. Like this obsession seems just doesn't seem right. But it's not like it's a, it's not like, it's not like, uh, you know, a bulimia or anorexia, but the obsession with the health. And only eating that and then the guilt that you feel um, if you eat anything bad and just being so specific about what you eat, like it, that can't be a good thing. And it's not. It's called orthorexia. And it's essentially an unhealthy obsession with eating pure foods. Um, it was a clinical term coined in 1998. And it is an anxiety and OCD style obsession around avoiding, quote unquote, bad foods. And of course, it's been on the rise in tandem with the wellness craze. Mm -hmm. Orthorexia has been continuously instigated by online social trends, destroying healthy relationships with food under the guise of being healthy, while they're promoted by influential online wellness gurus just spreading the world word like wildfire. 
And Dr. Stephanie Baker, a senior lecturer on in sociology at City University and an expert in online wellness, has researched this industry for almost a decade. She says that in particular, the attention to the visual beauty in, quote, that girl, um, there is a, a and, I, and this is what she says, a sense of controlling your intake of food through an aesthetic meal, like a meal that is neat and attractive and prioritizes nutrition and aesthetics over taste. Um, the prevalence of orthorexia has increased in recent years, likely, you know, obviously in connection with the, the rise of social media. And a recent study found that 49% of study participants who followed healthy eating accounts on Instagram met criteria for orthorexia. Uh, that's so many people. Yeah, that's that's a lot of people, and I I mean I'm sure that there have been times when I've actually suffered when I've suffered from it or had hints of it. Like, it, you know, it, it there is it's about it's not just about clean eating. Like, obviously, a lot of people eat clean. It is it is healthy for you, you know. It's but it, when it, when you take it that step further, mm-hmm. where it gets really psychologically damaging, where you're avoiding places. Or people because you don't want to be tempted by unclean food, or if you feel extreme guilt um, for eating something, um, or if you're just completely, you know, obsessively limiting your food intake um, and only eating clean. There's a, there's a lot of you can like look it up, and there's a lot of different um, uh, signifiers of if you have orthorexia. Mm-hmm. Um, that you know, I was kind of looking it up online, and I'm like, I think, um, I think I've been there sometimes. Oh, I think I've, I think I've been there. Me too. <laughs> yeah. Me too. And I, I will say have. this: like when I find myself the most in that, which like, like, the, like, no judgment here. This has happened to me so many times. When I look back at those times, I realize the other thing that was going on is I felt really out of control of other things in my life. Yes. Like I had a terrible job. I was in a terrible relationship, like I was really worried about some other thing, and me controlling what I ate to this extreme helped me feel as if I was in control of my life. Yes. And I I think that that is very common. It's an OCD thing. Yeah. Because that's like the people that clean because that's the way that they can feel control in, in an uncontrolled environment. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yep. Or it's like you you control your food intake when you feel uncontrolled. Yes, absolutely. And I've known a lot of people that this this shit like rears its ugly head, just like you said, when they feel like they're out of control. Mm-hmm. Like food diaries and you know oh. constant calorie counting and imagine how um, boring a food diary would be to read. <laughs> you know, measuring their body like it's you know it's yeah yeah. You know, that it's, yeah, it's, (laughs) I think it's something that that it's really easy to fall into. And especially now when there's all of these role role models that you're following Mm -hmm. and you're trying to be like them. Yep. um, And they are more prevalent than healthy role models. Mm -hmm. It's true. Um, Always. Isn't it always always. a shortage of role models? It always comes back to that. Yeah, it is. So the article goes on to reference a 2016 piece by food writer Ruby Tando for Vice called The Unhealthy Truth Behind Wellness and Clean Eating, 
which is a fascinating look into the culture even five years ago that embraced this aspirational style diet. Um, in it, she considers the language used by clean eating influencers that she calls a toxic purity fetish. Oh. Uh-huh. Which comes with a moral assumption about how you live your life with an all or nothing attitude, bringing shame and rejection when you quote unquote fall off the wagon or quote unquote mess up, which naturally just reinforces the disordered eating even more. Tando interviews Nigella Lawson, who I love mm -hmm. and who is a proponent of having a healthy relationship with food. She says, and I quote, I despair the term clean eating, though I actually like the food that comes under the banner. Clean eating necessarily implies that any other form of eating and consequently the eater of it is dirty or impure and thus bad. And it's not simply a way of shaming and persecuting others, but leads to that self-shaming and self-persecuting that is forcibly detrimental to true healthy eating. Hmm. So Tando goes on to describe her own eating disorder saying, wellness doesn't cause eating disorders. But when we advocate and even insist upon a diet so restrictive, moralizing and inflexible and market that diet to young women and then dress it up as self-care, just how responsible is that? When I subscribed to wellness, it gave me the means to rationalize my food insecurities while glossing over my fear of food with the respectable veneer of health consciousness. So my illness was hidden in plain sight. And what's more, it became something to be proud of. Yeah, an aspirational lifestyle. It is. Ugh. So uh, my boyfriend, Neil, actually brought up this influencer. I was telling him about a little bit about this. And he brought up this influencer that um, his, I guess his ex-girlfriend was following a, a couple of years ago. And um, she kind of went through a crisis in 2019. And her name is uh, Lee Tillman. I hadn't heard of her, but she has, or she had over 350,000 followers on Instagram um, with the handle at Lee from America. Mm -hmm. who promoted elaborate wellness routines and was aspirational to a lot of people. Obviously, you know, if 350,000 followers, if half of those people actually have this, this eating disorder, I mean, that's a lot of people. Yeah. And so Neil remembers her with this like almost OCD, like plant watering situation, which entailed taking all of her like 50 plants into a bathtub and washing them like twice a week. What? Yes. And it, like, he's like, it just equated to a part-time job itself. It, it took so long. And back in 2019, she took a break uh, for like six months as she worked to recoup from this eating disorder because, you know, she was also showing her wellness routines that was, you know, extreme clean, clean eating and self care rituals that actually was just, um, an eating disorder hidden in plain sight um, and was actually celebrated by all of her followers. And so she took time off um, from this focus on wellness and unhealthy obsession of controlling her weight um, and admitted to suffering from orthorexia. And she went into a treatment facility for it. Um, wow. And she has since 
pivoted away from the extreme wellness diet and nutrition obsession. And she changed a lot of her content. And, you know, there's, there's some articles from like Vogue where, you know, her followers were really angry with her. They were angry, not only that she left for that period of time, but they're angry that she came back and she wasn't living that lifestyle anymore and sharing that lifestyle anymore. She lost, I mean, I looked on her site and I think she lost over a hundred thousand followers. That makes me so angry Mm -hmm. that people were like, no. Yeah. No, I just want, I want pictures of green juices that you made. You know, she was one of those people that made those extremely elaborate meals. Um, But, you know, you could kind of see her mental illness and the demise throughout. I guess there was a lot of posts that um, Neil was talking about that had been taken down where it just kind of was like, okay, she's clearly going through something. Um, And, you know, good thing she got help and, you know, and she just pivoted away from that that lifestyle. Um, And she even like got rid of all of her plants because they were triggering to her because they they invoked that OCD involvement. Um, so, you know, quote unquote, that girl when applied in reality, it's just reinduced, reintroduced that same obsession and glorification of pure eating with the added visuals of the ideal skinny body and aspirational goals in order to truly be quote unquote, that girl working out and eating in this particular way is the only option to attain the physical perfection that she exists in. And feeding right back into fat phobia mm-hmm, <laughs> and mm-hmm. an unhealthy relationship with diet and exercise. Yeah. Yeah. I, uh, man, I mean, as you're talking about this, I can't, I can't stop thinking of, I'm not going to name the brand, but let's just say it's a brand that uh, I worked under the same parent company as. And this brand is all about that like bohemian lifestyle and wellness and yoga. Mm -hmm. And like this orthorexia was part of the like internal culture of working there. Like I would go to meetings over in their building and like this was the kind of conversation I would be overhearing and I could see a lot of judgment around people, what people were eating. And I was remembering how I interviewed with someone who had led that brand for a long time and I felt like she didn't even want to talk to me. And I honestly think it's because she thought I was fat. Uh, (gasps) She was really shitty and nasty to me. And uh, yeah, anyway, I feel like this is like such a way of life for some people and it is such an aspirational lifestyle for so many people. And I feel like there are retailers and other companies out there who are basing their entire brand out of pandering to this, out of selling this idea. And it makes yeah. me really, really sad and angry. Yeah, yeah exactly. And and that's, you know, it's the moral assumption that anyone that eats anything but clean food is, <laughs> is wrong, is bad, is fat, is unhealthy. Yeah. And, and actually having that immersed in a professional work culture is so toxic so gross and it's and like you said we saw it at nasty gal like it really was a part of of some of these workplace cultures the thing is it was never about health it was about thinness and i can't say that enough yes like it's about it's a diet it's a diet exactly exactly it's not health it's an easy way to say no i can't have a piece of birthday cake because it's not clean yes you know Yes, exactly. 
Um, yeah. And, and, you know, the, the, the constant, you know, caloric counting and food intake and judgment that comes with it, especially when there's a lot of women in one space. Yeah. Is just demoralizing. I remember being in a meeting where that woman who had led that brand for a long time was the one who was nasty. And I've talked, by the way, I've talked to other people over the years who were like, she never even looked at me or acknowledged me until I went, I starved myself smaller than a size six. And I'm like, yeah, that's how I feel, you know? Uh, Going in there as a size eight, I was disgusting to her, like a person who lacked self-control or something. Exactly. I remember being in meetings with her and there would be like a catered lunch, you know, like of sandwiches or something. It was always something I couldn't eat because it had like bread and other things in it. So I would be eating my own lunch, but I would look over and she would have the Ziploc bag of leaves and they weren't – it wasn't salad, okay? It wasn't greens. It was some sort of leaves and she would <laughs> eat these leaves from the Ziploc what? bag. I don't – I feel like it was some kind of herb or something. It definitely like, – I'm telling you, not lettuce, <laughs> not baby Weird. greens, not mescaline, not arugula, nothing like that. It was really, really weird and I thought like, wow – I don't want to be in my 60s eating a Ziploc of ba- of leaves because I oh am God. so afraid of gaining weight. Like I got yeah. – re- that would make me sad yeah. where I was almost like – I almost feel bad for what a mega bitch she is to me and everyone else. But then, you know, still, you know, she she has the power to make this not a toxic work environment, but she's over there eating leaves and being mean, you know. And, and judging probably being everyone. hangry and being yeah, yeah. I mean judging all the girls who were eating sandwiches and you know being hangry. I mean, it, that is such bullshit. It makes me like want to go break things. Yeah, honestly, I just want us to have a better. And I think about all the women who have worked for that woman for that company over the years and how much it probably fucked with their heads. Mm-hmm. You know, it makes me really angry. Absolutely. I mean, how many eating disorders came out of this fucking woman? I know. And then everyone's carrying around a Ziploc of of mystery leaves. What (laughs) were the leaves? What were the leaves? No. I'm imagining they're like holy basil or something, (laughs) you know? Maybe. I will say they had an herby look to them. They might have been. Imagine everyone else is eating a sandwich. What are you eating? A Ziploc of holy basil. Yes. Because it it curbs the appetite, increases the metabolism. Ugh. (laughs) Poop a lot in a bad way. I don't know. I mean, what are you pooping? There's you're not eating anything. Holy basil. It's just a little tiny leaf poop. (laughs) Just a tiny bit of like foliage. I mean, you know that these are some sort of weird like cleansing herbs. Yeah, that's why I was thinking so much cleansing. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I love that you said like your body detoxes itself. Like, please let us say that as many times as possible because the sheer volume of things I'm bombarded with on social media and on the internet as a whole about detoxifying my body make me crazy and make me fall for it. I remember my first friend who ever did a cleanse was in college. She spent like $500 for all of these crazy herbal supplements that like made all kinds of really scary things happen in her bathroom. And she came out on the other side of it like, I'm going to do this every six months from now on. And I was just like, that's so much money. 
Why don't you just drink some water? (laughs) (laughs) Anyway. Yeah. Okay, wait, hold on. Let's talk more about the hashtag on Instagram. Oh, have you been on the TikTok version? I've seen – okay, well, I have seen some of the TikToks of this. And uh, once again, it's lots of salads with too many ingredients, lots of bathing suits, lots of working out, always the worst music. Oh, So much Pilates. I didn't even know people were still going to Pilates. I (sighs) – I, oh my god, that girl. Okay, I'm actually looking at it myself now. Um, oh my. And there's just a lot of stuff. Like, okay, so the other thing that I think we've already talked about how, you know, and in the next episode, we're going to talk about this even more, but how that girl combines all of the classics of social media, all the tropes from over the years. So we've got girl boss, and we've got toxic positivity, and we've got wellness, and working out and hustle culture and juice and avocado toast. There's also like this weird spirituality, like white girl spirituality. That's it's not, it's not Christian. It's not Jewish. It's not Buddhist. It's no, it's no like religion that we know. It's just general vibes that are like, your energy is sacred. Like it's generic spiritualism. Yeah. Yeah. Or it'll be like, that combined with like a little bit of hustle culture, like yeah. pick what you want and and get it. You know, you're not alone. Okay, here's one: energy goals. Drink a po- approximately thirty one. Oh, what is that? Thirty. Th- Sorry, it looks like thirty one, but I think it's three liters. Okay, of water. Da- I was like thirty one. Okay, wait, like, <laughs> like, what if you did drink thirty one liters of water? I'm like, that's a lot. Um, add lemon juice or ACV. For that extra glow. Mm, vinegar water. Put yourself first in a situation that costs you your mental health. Three, work out four to five times a week, including daily walks. F- what is that? I'm on four, four now? Yeah. Meditate and journal daily. I mean, this is, okay, we're getting up to full-time job situation here. <laughs> um, okay. <laughs> Six, read two pages of a book daily. I think that that's okay. Just uh, two pages. Two pages. Come on, of you're, a not, book. you're never going to finish that book. No, you're never going to. You're never going to get into it. Yeah, this is terrible. What, what kind of book are we talking about here? Um, take more time prepping home cooked meals. Also, this is getting into full time job territory. This is getting up at five a.m. Um, schedule each day the night before. Holy, who? That's some hustle culture right there. Uh, write out a list of your energy givers and drainers. Set boundaries and live by them. And then lastly, Amanda, this one goes out to you. Be present. Well, that's interesting because I just saw one that said, live in the future. <laughs> I'm serious. Live in the future, including hashtag that girl, hashtag that girl Instagram, hashtag that girl aesthetic, hashtag that's me, hashtag live in the future, hashtag manifestation, hashtag manifest store, hashtag Oof. manifesting magic, hashtag manifest your reality, uh, hashtag work hard to create the future, hashtag work hard, play hard. This one only got 15 likes, though. I don't know. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> 
<laughs> it's oh like, oh, you deserve to take up space in the world. You are enough. I don't know. It's just the same shit, different day. You know what I mean? There's so many crop tops and like athleisure bottoms. Well, we're definitely not coming to this aesthetic for the fashion trends because it's the same old stuff. It is the yeah. same old stuff. There's a lot of, yeah, a lot of those like crop bra tops. Yeah, yeah. There's a lot um, of talk about balance outside and inside, it seems like. There's, yeah. It's just like, yeah, I just, it doesn't get easier. You get better. <laughs> I mean, I thought this was, like, a trend in 2014. That's what I'm saying. Like, it just seems like everything I've ever seen. It's, like, the only way this could seem even more recycled to me is if all of these posts also had the, like, dog ears from Snapchat. Oh, I hate those. Yeah, yeah. It's just, uh, it's okay to put yourself first. That's another one. (laughs) It's like hard because I don't – like I'm not – you know what? Like taste is a personal choice and that's – if you love these kinds of posts, please continue. You do you. But I feel like this is just a lot of toxic behavior, Mm -hmm. toxic, I don't know, tropes just coming back again that I'd hoped – I guess they never went away. You know, they never. Oh, they never. And when we first started talking about this, or you know, when I knew we were going to talk about this, I was like, "Oh shit, is this another way we're going to shame women for liking something?" You know, like with Basic and with Chugi and Visco Girls, and what is that Christian Girl Fall and things like that. It's always like, if a girl or a woman likes something, then it must suck. You know, I was thinking, I and I was thinking about that because I was like, you know, I'm really sick of everybody shitting all over things that women like like just let women like what they like but this is one of those things where i'm like i don't want anybody to like this no it's like it's like okay these are bad these are the bad role models yeah this is this is not the right these are not the the things that we should be liking because they actually are super toxic yeah it just doesn't feel good to me and once again this like i want to like this because i want women to be able to do things that make them happy but i just question does this make them truly happy and healthy and is it damaging is there collateral damage to other people who aren't even a part of this just because they have to witness it like i'm seeing all this and i'm like oh man i should stop eating carbs altogether you know i'm not doing enough exercising like it's like getting into my head already and i just yeah i just want this to go away i want to cancel this part of the internet like i mentioned earlier this thing whatever this is it has crept into every form of social media over the years. And now, of course, it's back to be on TikTok. Whatever comes after TikTok, I assume it's going to be like weird holograms that we send each other. It will be there. You know, yeah. it'll have a new name then, too, a new hashtag. I do think that there are some elements that are, you know, that that are could be considered p- positive. Obviously, it's wrapped up with a bunch of really shitty ones. But like, okay, I do think that, you know, encouraging positive mindfulness and maybe goal setting, you know, just, you know, in general, those kinds of things are, um, are actually helpful and positive and not something that really had come with like the, the goop and, um, 
what's it called? Moon juice. Like that it was, it was, that was all just basic health. This is like, oh, okay. There's a, like about um, an emotional health. Yeah. And I yeah. think that's great. But right now it's just pairing right up with, with all these other things and, and making it so difficult for one person to achieve them all because it's an all or nothing. I mean, listen, why would you put scallions on a salad? I mean, I would never put scallions on anything. So, <laughs> sorry, I just <laughs> I just came across another photo of a salad, and it's just too many ingredients. This is like you talked about it being a full time job. This is you're spending two hours making this salad. There's this woman that that is posting a picture of two pieces of white toasted white bread, and then she's cut up a banana and just put the banana on top of it. That's it. <laughs> Wait, what? I'm going to send it to you. It's hilarious. Like, wh- why do you want to eat that? That sounds disgusting. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I feel like that girl can then turn into a negative connotation. I mean, as okay, well. wait. It's just some bread with some yes. sliced up bananas on it. Yes. No. Uh-uh. Yeah. They're not even That's like that girl. smushed. <laughs> so, I know. You didn't even smush them. I'm becoming that girl. I'm so sick and tired of feeling like shit with no energy, pain, and being depressed all the time. So I guess they're going to eat the sandwich. I feel like that sandwich is going to make me really depressed. So I hope that she doesn't. I feel like it's going to make her thirsty. <laughs> Well, she's got that little cup of coffee next to her, so. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> Yuck. <laughs> anyway, uh, I know we're going to be uh, coming back with this next week. Do you have anything else you want to add before we? <laughs> no. <laughs> we do recommend that you do take a look on the social media and and um, and see for yourself. <laughs> yes, for sure. That and girl. I also just want to know for all of you. You know, maybe we need to do an Instagram poll here. How many ingredients do you usually put in your salad? Right. <laughs> How much is too much? Is there a statue of limitations here? I just feel like if you're spending more than half an hour making the salad, and I'm sorry, if it's half an hour, it better be a dinner salad. Uh, you put too much time into it, and there's too many ingredients. There, I said it. You said it. <laughs> you said it. I understand. <laughs> well, that's all we have for this week. Um, we'll be back next week. Bye. Bye.